Hey everybody, welcome to Uncomplicated Truth Talk with your host, licensed Christian counselors, Dr. Kim and Naomi. Each episode, you will hear the truth of the Word of God in a relaxed, real, and authentic conversation that help you navigate the issues in life and help you stay in the lane God has for you. So grab your coffee and listen to Uncomplicated Truth Talk with Dr. Kim and Naomi. Naomi, Naomi, here we are. Yeah. How's it going? Good. It's Friday. Yes. Although when people hear this, it's Monday. Yes, but... Friday's our day. Yeah. Yeah. Did you have a good week? I had a good week and um, a little light. Next week, jammed. Way jammed. And then after that, it'll be Thanksgiving. Yeah. Doesn't feel like it. Did you figure out your days off? I think I'll take Wednesday through Friday off. Yeah. Wednesday and Thursday that week. Gotcha. Yeah. That's probably Try a good idea. Not to schedule anything on that Wednesday. Yeah, don't. No. I know. Take a break. <laughs> I know. I say that because I'm taking the whole week. Right. After next week, I'm going to need a week. Yeah, probably. I kind of like. Oh, you're like overbooked? Ooh, I think I squeezed. <clears throat> I squeezed in. Wow. Yeah, I know. I did it to myself. But again, you'll have the following week off, so. Yeah, it'll be all right. Yeah, it'll be nice. Thanksgiving, though. Although Monday's my anniversary. Uh, how many years? 35 married, 40 together. Wow. 40 years. Wow. Showing my age. <laughs> <laughs> you guys going anywhere? Just going to do dinner. Yeah. Yeah. You have reservations or just winging it that day? No, we got reservations because we wanted to go to our one favorite place, but that was about a month ago, and we couldn't even get reservations a month ago. Wow. For Monday. What is it? that Annie Guns. Oh, really? Yeah. Down in Chesterfield. I I've been there a long oh, Love time. that place. It, I mean, it's you got to go on for special occasions, you mm. know, especially if you go for dinner. Yeah, because it's it's pricey. Wow. But I just love the atmosphere in there, and the we always get a wonderful server. Mm. We just like it. But How do you get there? Don't they serve steak? Oh. But see, I'm so spoiled by my husband's steak. I have not found, mm. I'm not kidding you, a steak that can surpass his. Yeah. Well, his they, melts I think in your they, mouth. I, think, I mean, how can meat melt in your mouth? Yeah. But I'm just, I'm just saying he can really grill. Reed got something there before. I think it was a jambalaya because they have a very very broad like well or unique the chef is i think his name is chef louis <laughs> why do i want to laugh at that amazing really the that food sounds that sounds like such a chef's name out of that kitchen is really i'm gonna girl. have to make an, a, an appointment an is appointment what I said. <laughs> make an appointment to go there and eat <laughs> <laughs> a reservation yeah for sure yeah ah. I don't know and they 
I don't know. But see, yeah, he like does again. very unique kind oh. of food at times. I mean, honestly, what do it, you get? The snake? I usually get the fillet. Is it better than Jose? Have you had Jose's ribeye? I don't know. I don't eat a lot of ribeye. Yeah, I don't think you have, so that you can't really tell me. Yeah. Because it'll be expensive. Mistake is why I'm, <laughs> if I, if I get oh the my steak goodness. and and I don't like it. I don't know what to tell you, Nay. Ah, oh. it's the price you pay. Right. But you know what? We've gone there for lunch, which again, lunch is a little pricey for lunch. Mm -hmm. But man, the hamburgers that that chef Louie does. I think his name's Louie. That's I like it. We'll stick with that. Okay, we will. Um, <laughs> fabulous. Really? Yes. I want to go there. Fabulous. You know, I want to go to that other place that um, my daughter was privileged to go to. Uh, what is that called? Ruth Chris. Ruth Chris. I've never been there either. Well, girl. Well, I've been to Annie Guns, but that was Take your wallet ago. and take Jose's wallet. And really? And you'll have to combine them. Maybe we'll put that on Yeah, because everything's card. a la carte there. Yeah. You know? And it's big a la carte. So I'm like, why do they give you that much Y'all need to go to Sam's Steakhouse down there in South County past, um, oh, what's the name of that? I just drew a blank. Grant's Farm. Really? Yeah. Oh, yeah. You've never seen a potato like the size of their potatoes. The jumbos. Like, I don't even know where they even <laughs> come up with potatoes like that. Really? Seriously. You know, I... And they're amazing. Like, are they huge? Are you talking about... They're, they're oh, yeah. They're, okay. like, that big. And their steaks are fabulous. The potatoes just are soft and creamy and... Mm. Oh. You're making me hungry. Girl, it's good food. Because when I was in Alabama, I forgot what restaurant we're in, but um, his friend Grayson would go with us, and every time he would order the same thing, which was loaded, that was his meal, loaded potatoes. And it was like they literally had this jumbo potato split open with everything you can think of on top of it. And I was like, it looked good, but... Was it a... A fancy restaurant? What was it? No, I wouldn't say it was totally fancy, but that reminded me of that. Yeah, he just eats this. It has the the brisket on top. Oh, and yeah. you know where you could get one of those? Where? Go over at Mid Rivers across the street there at Pappy's. Oh, really? We haven't eaten. Oh, Pappy's hat. That's when Reed and I go there. We only get the potato. The loaded potato because it has brisket and it has baked Ooh. beans. It has cheese. Girl, it is. Really? Over the top good. And their sweet tea. Delish. Really? Yeah. Pappy's. I don't know where to eat tonight. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Yeah. Okay. Look. All right, you guys, there's some recommendations. Yeah. Hot tips Although on where to go Although my husband eat. doesn't have his own restaurant, but he should. Yeah. So, yeah. Good stuff. I don't know what to tell you about the whole 
steak thing because I have thing. we've gone to some really like nice restaurants white tablecloth oh you know, all yeah that. order steak and I'm like uh no where's the flavor oh. like the, you know that that's like bad. it may be tender but where's the flavor mm. uh, no no salt and pepper don't cut it no Mm-mm. not on a no they got a dollar steak no they got to put a little yeah. little oomph in it right you don't have the oomph on your steak then yeah. forget it if i and because my rule is if i have to use a1 sauce it's not a steak literally oh. that is my rule good rule yep it's not it's not a good steak if you got to use a1 i got to use a1 at uh texas roadhouse <laughs> okay <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's funny. All right. Well, today, okay. well, that was a good talk. We'll see you next yeah, time. Yeah, see ya. No, <laughs> <I was> kidding. <laughs> okay, let's talk about something okay. serious now. We're going to talk this about... This is a gem. This is a gem we found. I know, in... The Sparkling, sparkling gems. gems. I love it. Yeah. If y'all don't have the Sparkling Gems by Rick Renner... Yes. One and two. This is one. Mm-hmm. Um, Y'all need to get it. It's very good. It is. There's several. It's a devotional, but it's a deep devotional. Yeah. And it has questions. It has a prayer for today. It has my confession for today. It's just awesome. Yeah. 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 If you want to do a little deeper dive. Mm -hmm. Because he's big on Greek and um, Greek interpretation of the scripture words. Yeah. And so I think that a lot of people were thinking our way when it comes to 2 Corinthians 12, 7 about what is Paul's thorn in the flesh. Yeah. And I think because the way he described it as the thorn in the flesh, that it was something like fleshly. Yeah, but let's just read it because you have to understand one line in it. Mm -hmm. Do you want to read it? Okay. Do, should we read just seven or? No, read. Seven uh, through nine. Let's see. Seven through. Yeah, sure. Yeah, seven through nine. Okay. It says, And lest I should be exalted above measure by the abundance of the revelations, a thorn in the flesh was given to me, a messenger of Satan to buffet me, lest I be exalted above measure. Concerning this thing, I pleaded with the Lord three times that it might depart from me. And he said to me, My grace is sufficient for you, for my strength is made perfect in weakness. Therefore, most gladly I will rather boast in my infirmities that the power of Christ may rest upon me. I just love that because when, when Rick Renner brought this to light, I thought, well, of course, in that one line that's in that scripture mm -hmm. that really made me understand is this, where it says, a messenger of Satan to buffet me. Yeah. So that means that right. the enemy is trying to do something to him. And it was coming from Satan. Yeah. Which I guess. Satan used. Can come. Here's the thing. It's it was a thorn in his flesh, but 
like so many people think, where is this in this thing? Where I'm trying to find where uh, Rick says where so many people think this is. Let's see. Mm. Um. Hmm. Well, he broke down all of the different, maybe it's right here where he's talking about the thorn. Um, well, let's just read this. It says, okay. from Paul's words in 2 Corinthians 12, 7, we know that the curtain had been pulled apart and Paul had seen into the spirit realm on many occasions. He'd had an abundance of these experiences. It was the abundance of the revelation that Paul was preaching as he traversed the region surrounding the Mediterranean Sea. Everywhere he went, he preached what had been divinely revealed to him. As he preached, his power, authority, and fame grew greater and greater. Mm -hmm. As his authority grew, so did his ability to impact the world with the gospel of Jesus Christ. Due to these revelations and his boldness to preach them, Paul was unquestionably becoming one of the most influential men of his day. So mm -hmm. as saying that, Satan didn't like it. Right, because it says down here, um, the enemy, therefore, the enemy launched a full-scale attack to impede that progress mm -hmm. of the kingdom work and the gospel being spread. Yeah. Satan didn't want Paul to be recognized or magnified to a greater extent than he already was. Right. Um, so what did Satan use? He inflicted Paul with a thorn in the flesh. Mm -hmm. The word thorn is the Greek word scolops, a word used to describe a dangerously sharp spiked instrument or tool. However, this word was also used to describe the stake on which an enemy's head ooh, was stuck after being decapitated. The word scolope, I'm saying it, I hope I'm saying it right, scolopes, gives the impression that this thorn was excruciatingly painful. Some had su suggested, I think this is where it is, some have suggested that the words in the flesh refer to a physical sickness. Mm -hmm. But this is not affirmed by any scripture in the New Testament and should be taken as unsubstantiated conjecture. People have gone so far in their imaginations as to assert that Paul suffered from malaria, epilepsy, yes. eye disease club feet or a hunchback there's nothing in new testament scripture to back up this speculation so see it it wasn't what i think a lot of people think that it wasn't a fleshly right because it says the thorn in the flesh but it wasn't a uh, a debilitating illness of his body of any sort right because some of these words were used because um, it says Satan wanted Paul's head on a stake. He mm -hmm. wanted to eliminate this man of God to put him completely out of the picture. Instead mm -hmm. of referring to sickness, the words in the flesh most likely describe a type of event that was a constant source of irritation to the Apostle Paul. So this event caused him personal distress and kept reoccurring over and over again. For this reason, he referred to it as a thorn in the flesh. And just think about it. 
what he's he's out there preaching the gospel to all these people and so what is satan gonna use people he's gonna (laughs) use people right to really get at him because how frustrating is that Think about it how hurtful is that as he's preaching the gospel yeah and he's telling everybody about jesus and he has the authority of uh jesus christ and he's preaching all of this and all these nasty people just speaking the opposite or trying to um irritate him or or have his flesh get riled up in anger like antagonize him yeah antagonize him mock him mock him just think how irritating that is and how you know our flesh wants to like lash out yeah and how irritating that is because he he was so focused paul was one of the most focused i believe in new testament well read the okay this says look at the facts Paul was preaching to kings, governors, and world leaders. He was establishing churches, writing New Testament scriptures, pushing back the forces of hell. His personal influence was growing, and his impact was increasing day by day. The revelations that God had given him were about to change the course of human history. Fearing that Paul's influence would grow too great, Satan strategically sent forces who had been instructed to create disturbances to, quote, buffet the apostle. Mm -hmm. And like back to like the flesh, it says here that some argue that God sent this thorn in the flesh to keep Paul from being prideful about his many revelations. Mm. But again, he says, uh, Rick Renner says, there's no reason to debate this issue for Paul plainly wrote that it was a messenger of Satan to buffet him. The Mm -hmm. word messenger is a Greek word, angelos, a word that can describe an angel, one who is sent on a special mission or a messenger who is dispatched to perform a specific assignment. This messenger of Satan, perhaps, is a demonic angel was sent Mm -hmm. directly from Satan himself to buffet Paul and to restrict the progress of his ministry. Man, Satan is just so horrible. Yeah, so this proves that the thorn did not come from God. Mm -hmm. Otherwise, Paul would have called it a messenger of God. Right. But the scripture says it was a messenger of Satan. Mm -hmm. Um, But we have to know and, and remember that God did allow it he did allow that, but again, the scripture says God's answer after he prayed three times, like just take these, this thorn, this annoyance, these people basically, mm-hmm. <laughs> and he says, my grace is sufficient for you, for my strength is made, made perfect, perfect in weakness. Yeah. Because just think how people, there's certain people that can be draining, can be unenjoyable to be around. Yes, can be um, negative. That's oh. that's draining. It is it draining. It can make you feel weak. Yeah, absolutely. And God is saying, "I'm going to allow it because I want you to learn that my grace is sufficient. Mm-hmm. You know that I will make you strong. My strength is what you need to turn to." Yeah. And so many times we have to remind ourselves of that. It's absolutely it's God's strength. It's not ours. Yeah, and he's the authority Satan isn't. Right. So, 
Satan isn't going to get away with it, but we have to understand that, you know. Yes. I like how he um, broke down Buffett, you know, because that's an, an odd word that we don't really use today, yeah. you know. And it's the Greek word kolophidiso. Wait, we're, okay. Kolo, kolo, Which know. comes from word kolophos. Kolophos. Y'all, we don't know Greek. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it, it describes the fist or knuckles. When it, when it becomes the word kolophidiso, as Paul uses in 2 Corinthians 12, 7, it refers to beatings with the fist. The Greek tense describes unending, unrelenting, continuous, repetitive beatings. Oh my, my goodness. Um, which is why he is saying um, the word buffet gives us our greatest insight into the thorn of the flesh because it was a continuous non-stop repetitive and think about this paul not only went through the tragedies of physically being beaten now satan is using people to do that to his mind yeah you know what i mean right yeah, yeah. it's just i mean definitely a thorn I always, I always thought it was a fleshly thing, but clearly it wasn't. The people around him, which we know this, we've had people around us that were just like, okay, we, we can't do that. We just can't. We've got to draw a line somewhere. And um, the next sparkling gem was talking about how there's one prayer that God cannot answer. I'm in the middle of that. And it's literally <laughs> what Paul was asking for is like, remove this thorn. Yeah. But when you think about it, you're asking God to remove irritating people from your life. Yeah. And we're always going to have irritating people irritating in our life. People in our life. Always. Rick Renner's like, you, you, you basically would be asking the Lord to prematurely Take away the world. Prema or prematurely kill you. Yeah. To go to heaven so that you're no longer around humans because humans are sinful. Yeah. And irritating. So we need to change that prayer to like praying for their hearts and their behaviors. Yes. And also at the same time changing yourself. Yeah. Yeah. So that your focus is not on their irritations. Right. You know, which I'm sure is exactly what Paul had to do is he had to stay so laser focused on not he had reacting. to keep his eyes on Jesus. Yeah, like we always preach. Yep. You've got to stay focused on Jesus so that those people don't affect you and you start reacting in an ungodly way. I really do love this because it says, in light of these Greek words, consider this fresh interpretation of Paul's words in 2 Corinthians 12, 7. So what... What Paul is doing is he's taking that scripture and uh -huh. he's he's making it more clear. And uh -huh. um, let me just read it because it, I, I think it's awesome. It says, because of the phenomenal revelations I have received on an account of the vast number of these revelations that God has entrusted to me and to hinder the highly visible progress I am making in the Lord's cause. A special messenger has been sent from Satan to harass me 
with constant distractions and headaches. These no doubt, or there's no doubt about it. Those whom Satan has stirred up against me want my head on a stake. Satan is using these people to constantly buffet and distract me in an attempt to keep me from reaching a higher level of visibility and recognition and to sidetrack me from preaching my revelations. Mm -hmm. And that's the thing. I mean, even the enemy himself can put things into our mind Mm -hmm. and we could go down the dark hole of what Satan is trying to do to mess us up, to take us, our attention off of God Right. And put horrible thoughts in our mind or beat us down so that we think we have no value. Mm -hmm. That's what Satan's all about. He's horrible. But we've got to keep our eyes focused on Jesus. Right. And because look at this, Paul, he just persevered. Yeah. Right through it. He just Uh walked right through it. He kept his eyes on Jesus the whole time. Right. And he's no different than you or I, you guys. Like his he was pleading to the Lord like we often do. And yeah. and he what he did is he listened to God's word that which this word, this first chapter nine is for us too. Yeah. God's saying, My grace is sufficient for you, mm. for my strength is, is made, made perfect, perfect in weakness. So in our weaknesses he can make things perfect for us he can he's got with his strength strength. yeah his strength is way better than ours could ever Mm -hmm. possibly be yeah so i don't know you guys need to read that scripture it's second corinthians 12 7 through 9 um i think the lord will give people new revelation on that to see oh okay it wasn't a fleshly thing yeah and and think about how more relatable this is now. How, think about how more relatable we are to Paul since it's not a fleshly thing. Yeah. What if it was an eye condition? We all don't have that. Right. Or if it was club feet. Or right. Or if it was... But we all we have all. that one thing yes. in our life in common. And that, I always call them the sandpaper people. Yeah. We all can Those relate people to that. that rub you wrong. Yeah. There's people oh there's people in everybody's life who does that. In your personal life, at work, yeah, or yeah, you know, family. Church. Yeah. Church. That can happen. So this is totally relatable to all of us. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I like that. Yeah, I do too. So the thorn in the flesh. Yeah. Makes sense, doesn't it? Yep. Yeah. All right. All right, well, till we meet again. All right, have a good one. Bye-bye. Thank you for joining Dr. Kim and Naomi on Uncomplicated Truth Talk. We hope you have enjoyed this episode. For any comments or questions, please feel free to contact them at askthecounselors at gmail.com. Until next time, this is Uncomplicated Truth Talk.